evening, everybody. Uh, we are back with yet another webinar. Uh, I'm Smaran Puri, and I'm working with Heads Up Corporation. Uh, Heads Up Corporation is a uh, strategic HR firm helping uh, startups and SMEs with uh, their human resource management solutions. Uh, today, I also have with me Suganda, uh, an ex Delhi School of Business uh, student. Uh, over to you, Suganda. Thank you, Smaran. Hello everyone, I'm Suganda. I am currently working with Del uh, Heads Up Corporation. I am an alumni of Delhi School of Business and an ex-student of Professor Bhattacharya. So Professor Ashok Bhattacharya is a postgraduate in management with a specialization in human resources from Exeter Jamshedpur and a practitioner scholar. With a working career in industry for 30 years in leading multinational and Indian companies in areas of human resources, leadership development and strategy. In his special career, he worked with Pfizer, ITC, General Electric, HL Technologies and Dalvia Cement. Apart from academic attainments, he underwent the internship program of ISISD conducted by late Professor Pulitzer of I am Ahmedabad and certification in group relations methodology of Tavistock Institute with the Irish Group Relations Organizations in Dublin. Currently, he is working with Delhi School of Business and is engaged as a practice professor in areas of HR and OB. He is also the chairperson of Placement in Corporate Relations set. For today's webinar, the topic is moving forward with organizational development post a pandemic as to how we will navigate and resolve new organizational challenges in the areas of technology, structure, behavior and culture. So I request everyone to keep coming with their questions and over to Thank you, Suganda. Uh, uh, thanks to Heads Up Corporation. Yourself. Thanks to Heads Up Corporation to give me the opportunity to share my thoughts. Uh, at the outset, let me say that OD was actually born out of a crisis. And uh, so when we are in the second crisis or in our crisis now, it is something that is not unfamiliar to OD as a discipline. So just to build this forward, I would like to give you a structure of, of my talk. My talk would be structured in seven parts. The first part is Genesis of OD Crisis 01. The second will be changed contour of OD, crisis 02. And third is the implications of OD and the problem structure of OD till now in terms of its manifestation, steps in the OD process, values and beliefs. Fourth is the change paradigm of organization development post of organizations post-COVID, short-term, medium-term and long-term. And fifth, symptoms and nature of symptoms in the post-COVID world, consequent nature of problems post-COVID and what can be done in the field of OD in a post-COVID world in terms of OD steps. Doesn't matter even if you may not have got all the seven together because I'll go through them one by one. My idea essentially is that we I'll maybe try and cover this in 30 to 35 minutes post which we can look at a Q&A for another 30 minutes or so. Alright, so coming to the first point, which is Genesis of OD Crisis 01. How did OD actually start? OD actually started as a consequence of the results of the Second World War. What had happened in the Second World War was that 
huge number of young people workforce had moved out of their country to join the war efforts in different places. After the war, when they came back, they came back with very trauma traumatic experiences and they found themselves completely detached and unable to work in an organizational process or system. So the concept of work in organizations to them, to most of the people at that point in time, was extremely unfamiliar. Now, in that context, the OD was actually thought of by two major psychoanalysts, like in in UK by Wilfred Bion, and in in the US by Robert Levin. Now, in this context, what happened was that there were two separate streams of thought that were working in the OD area. Wilfred Bion, and since he was also an armed forces personnel himself, he actually saw that people were suffering from tremendous psychosomatic and psychological diseases at that point in time, and which was true also for the United States. Apart from this, please also understand, I'll come back to these two thoughts later on, but in between, I'd like to build for you certain ideas. In between, what had actually happened was, the war created a scenario where there was complete devastation. The political processes of the countries were split into two groups. Uh, when the Second World War, World war ended, uh, at the Yalta Conference, where you had Churchill, Truman, and Joseph Stalin, who represented the three Axis power, uh, the three Allied powers, uh, it is said that Churchill looked at Truman, laughed, and said, "The next war we'll have to fight with this guy," meaning Joseph Stalin. And St Stalin is supposed to have smiled at that time. People till they don't understand, know whether Stalin understood English or not. Okay, but what essentially happened was that the world got divided into two blocks the Soviet bloc and the American bloc. So we had a post-war, Cold War, which was happening. And what happened to the Axis powers, Germany and Japan, for example? Germany went through a very traumatic stage where the joke goes that when the German mark was so valueless that people actually start, started using it as wallpaper. You had to carry a basket full of German marks to buy a loaf of bread. In Japan, so therefore they, the, this country came in through a huge process of shame and under under uh, underprivileged position, so to speak. Japan also had the same experience and they went through that. So why, why I'm saying this is because essentially two streams of OD developed, uh, one in Japan, through Deming and company, which just focused largely on the TQM part, and the other in the Western world, which came in from the psychoanalysis, so to speak. So coming back to where we were, uh, when this process was going on, the and the need to manage the the culture and the system of organizations had to be thought in. There came the need first, the understanding developed that actually 
groups and groups play an important role in organization so therefore individuals from being the only unit of study the unit of study moved to groups consequently two th- uh, serious thoughts came in one in the uk by people like uh, wilfred beyond then elliot jacks and uh, gordon sorry not gordon lawrence who came in and brought in what is called as the group therapy approach to work and brought in the concept of group concepts so to speak so which gave birth to what is called as the tavistock school of thought in human relations the tavistock school of thought in human relations did a lot of work in the group relation process area in what is known as the long wall coal mining which was done to elliot jacks in the glacier experiment so to speak so it was actually found there that people when they come in groups they carry a value structure and system which is different from that of the individual in the case of uh, us where it was turned by levin and others they brought in the concept what is called as the lab processes of work so in uk which is the tavistock institute they dealt largely with the unconscious processes in human beings and whereas the the lab processes which finally culminated into the national training labs at bethlehem worked in the area of what we call as interpersonal and intrapersonal relationship these two theories gave birth to what we called as action research and action learning now if you look at it in that context odi therefore flew out or got born out of the crisis so organizations now when they looked at problems or when they stated symptoms people started looking at the real problems that were hiding behind those systems and in that the entire group and people were submerged into understanding that whole mechanism so this is what we call as now in this process is important to say that india also joined in in two major experiments that happened one by ak rice which happened in the calico textile mills in amdabad and the thought process of the state bank of india which was done by uday parikh and nitish de i mean today when you go to the bank you just go and give a check to the teller and the teller gives you money this is a process of an od experiment that actually happened because earlier what the process was you gave the check you collect gave the token then the, the check moved around the entire bank and then finally the teller called you to give your your money what was realized at that point why i'm saying this it was realized that work instead of fragmentation work instead uh, aggregation of work actually is what motivates people to work better and they, it takes makes takes them away from the loneliness processes of the whole now what are we today today we are in a situation of another crisis and the crisis is nothing short of a war to give you an idea the number of people who have been infected and dead in this through this post covid which is still not ended yet is actually more than the people who died in the first second world war so 
we are in a stage of war and in the war we find two things happen in from the first stage of the covid uh, from the first stage of, gen, of od genesis to the second the world was originally in two poles one is the soviet bloc and the american bloc and you had defense allies like nato cento etc etc it it took 30 35 years for the world to become multipolar where you had you had different organization like the g20 g7 g5 uh sark etc etc and so therefore from a multipolar world what are we now observing we are observing something very strange or familiar we are observing a situation where where there is now once again a crisis and two two poles seem to be emerging from it <coughs> one being us which is actually blaming china for this entire pandemic and and china which is trying to say that whatever so therefore the world is actually once again breaking down into two two poles and what is also most more important to watch that there there is aggression and there is this thing into to the multipolar world to 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 the multilateral institutions like the who which is still not has not been spared from now in this situation what is happening in india something very interesting is happening in india in the large sea india suddenly has said that we want to become self reliant or atmanirbhar as it is called but if you go back to the history of indian industrialization in the second world war after the second five year plan uh, india also actually embarked on a process of what we call as self reliance and it was not that india did not ensure collaboration with the world or it looked completely insular for example the entire steel industry of india was actually brought in by collaboration with different countries for example uh, raurkala came with german collaboration durgapur came with british collaboration bilai came with russian collaboration etc similarly the large educational institutions that we talk about the iits similar collaborations were worked out with and and that's true even for the iims uh, iim ahmedabad was worked out with collaboration with uh, harvard and iim calcutta which is the first institution was brought in with collaboration with mit so collaboration existed at that time what what really happened was that through the process bureaucratization and process this thing made us into what we called as a command and control economy you had people like in the in the indira gandhi government people like mohan kumar mangalam who coined the word of commanding heights for the indian economy of the public sector and so consequently the bureaucracy and the political parties politicians jumped in and made india into an insular country so to speak in this phase of liberalization there is one there, there are some experts who are actually stating this danger all over again though our current government is saying no it is not insular we are trying to become dependent in a different form but the truth is what time will tell is difficult for so therefore we need to look at these two assumptions and that two positions simultaneously so having built the the structure of od as it developed 
in from phase 1 to phase 2 what i what essentially i'm trying to say is that one crisis gave birth to ad ob the second crisis i feel will give another dimension and definition to ob which will be very very different than now if one looks at how have you looked at ob as a issue or a problem we have looked at ob as a step or a systematic step of resolving organizational problems which which manifest in a particular system in a symptom through a process of planned intervention that is what we classically define od to be now the manifestations of these problems could be in different areas could be in technologically behavioral cultural environmental whatever it may be now if you look at some of the problems that have got evolved today or that were evolved as typical od problems were let us say sudden fall in productivity sudden rise in absenteeism sudden rise sudden rise in uh, competitiveness sudden fall in employee morale sudden change in cultural positions or positively some changes were planned so od in another way was a method of bringing in transformational change in the organization but what was more important to see at that point in time was that these are essentially symptoms that were visible so the senior management saw some symptoms within the organizations which disturbed them and consequently they brought in experts to actually diagnose the problem and then go ahead so therefore od essentially went through certain steps which was first the definition and the understanding of the organizational issue as felt by the senior management so therefore the conditionality for od was that it is not a bottom up thing but it is largely a top down thing that so that means the top of the organization has to co-op for bringing in this intervention so therefore the he sees certain problems the senior management or the md or the owner as the case may be see some problems and realizes that certain things need to get done about it for which he can't fathom anything so he calls an od consultant typically to really find out what the issues are it's something like you know od has a very similar streak with what we call as medicine uh, when we fall ill what do we experience we experience the symptoms and the symptoms may not be the disease of the person so therefore the doctor go checks us up and then looks at the symptoms and comes to a diagnosis so similarly the the consultant through a system entry into the organization to different processes processes of intervention which could be lab which could be action research which could be other things decides what the actual cause of the problem is for example uh, to take an example let us say lack of motivation or sudden fall in motivation in the company could actually stretch behind different organization processes at the same time so he actually looks at that integration and understand what the problem is from there he therefore goes on and diagnoses which is step 
and then based on the diagnosis comes the action planning or what we in medicine line would call the line of treatment so he he recommends certain actions to be taken certain changes to be made certain lifestyle changes to be brought in doing building the analogy together which essentially is the action planning and the action planning needs to be implemented in a in a positive in a good way then having done this action planning and the implementation of it he looks at the the system in terms of the short term medium term and long term equilibrium that means is the purse is the organization maintaining what it was supposed to maintain over a period of time so ha- having done that we now come into what really is happening now if you look at organizations today what really is happening what is the major major change that is happening i mean if you if you look at the walk, if you walk around the streets of any metro city or any or any highway you see thousands of people walking down or trying to grab a bus or a train to go back to their villages what does it mean i mean in terms of symptoms we say that the migrant is wanting to go back to his village so that may be what we would call as the workmen in different organizations or in in the informal sector or in the msme sector wanting to go back but the problem essentially could be based on a very different thing which is let us say that to what extent has the employee lost trust in the organization or the his partner take, take take a simple example of what what i'm trying to say you have migrants you had people who 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 in in john byers's words was who came from the shadows okay and lived in a way in in the in the hovels and crevices of the city we practically never noticed them never saw them but they were an integral part of our life in the in the city today suddenly they they are, they are of the belief that the place where they worked and the people for whom they created wealth don't want them or don't care for them anymore and the similar scenario is that from where they came they don't want to take them back so they are in a double grind and, and that creates a situation where let us say the first thing that is happening to the organization is that you will get a set of employees who actually come with a low level of trust into the organization back into the organization even if they come and then their ability to work in the organization is also limited because if they do not come in their requisite numbers you will have to in- take people from other systems who may not have been skilled in in, in the work that they were doing so so therefore in the short term there's a crisis for the organization in the long term there's a crisis for the organization and similarly in the medium term there is also a crisis so therefore what we are going to now observe through the od processes is that the symptoms of problems in organizations will completely change imagine when we od was thought of as a discipline OD was thought of as an associative discipline where people worked in groups 
work structures, work designs, organization structures were all made based on people who would work in team. Now, if you look at this concept, assumptions and the value systems of Odi were as follows. That individuals have drive for growth and self-development in a supportive and challenging environment. Now, has this environment changed? Maybe not. People are desirous and capable of making greater contributions than organizations permit. Now, has this, is this going to change? Are, as employee, as employers, or as senior managers, as the case may be, will we be looking to employees to take initiative of their own or it will get much more system ridden because you will have to work in a distance process with the social distancing system that will come in. So therefore, the assumptions of OD were this. Now, in this kind of a scenario, where the assumptions are going to change, where the values of people are going to change, where the problems will be, where the symptoms of problems will increase, there will be a huge opportunity for OD. But the tools with which we have dealt with OD so far will no longer be adequate. You will have to deal with them in a completely different way. Now, what, what therefore are the tools that will come in? That this brings me to the fifth, brings me to the sixth uh, point that I was talking about. We have to manage the distancing processes of employees. So therefore, the basic assumption of OD that groups are, are the production unit or facilitating unit of organizations will change. Structures will have to undergo change. Systems will have to undergo change. Processes will have to undergo change. The physical location of employees will have to undergo change. Imagine what it means for all of us. Just imagine that human beings as a social animal, how long can we manage to live or psychologically accept this, this distancing and believe that I'm an individual island in the organization that where I'm joining. So employees will feel a lot of alienation that they're working with. Employees will operate with a lack of trust. Employees will have will always look at defending themselves against further uh, contingencies of similar kind in this. Now, in that process, what therefore are these steps that organizations can take? Which brings us to us to the the real issue that we are talking about in this organ in this post-COVID OD world. Obviously. I'm not, I'm not a crystal gaze, ball gazer, so I can't really say anything straight away. But what I feel may need to happen is that in the post-COVID world, post we'll experience OD largely from the point of human processes and work change processes. Because what we did earlier and differently will change completely. One of the reasons that is being said is, let's say, for example, 
most of the IT companies and TCS has announced it already that it is looking at 25-25, which means by the year 1925, they expect they want 25% of their employees to work from home. And if you know the strength of, uh, of TCS, 25% is a huge number that we're talking about. But while it offers offers a challenge, it also offers a huge opportunity in the sense that a lot of employees who today were out of the workforce have an opportunity of coming in. I mean, if you look at uh, female engagement in the workforce in India today, it is hardly 27%, 25 to 27%. That can significantly increase. So, it, it, so therefore, we are seeing opportunities of that kind coming in. Secondly, imagine a work-life imbalances that we used to talk about earlier. If people are willing to work from home, if let us say there's a limited or if there's an honor or odd even kind of work system that we operate in, where the people in, present in the works is not 100% on a daily basis, uh, work-life imbalance can also be sorted out. But along with it is coming the other issue of what we call as employee productivity issues, uh, the labor law reforms. We all are aware of what labor laws have meant or what we call as the tyranny of the unions. Now, it is said that 4% of India's organized work labor force and therefore 4% <coughs> have created a situation of really exploiting the 96%. And the discontinuation of the trade union systems may actually give birth to a process where the, the non-voiced employees would find voice. Now, for us in the organizations, OD offers us opportunities in that area. Till date, we had looked at organized workforce as a unit of concern for us. What we now need to do is to look at the workforce as a whole as a unit of concern for us. We need to look at building new processes and new systems which will come in. At the same time, please understand what I would, what I would like to re-emphasize again, that the scope and opportunity for organization development work will actually go up multifold in this today's situation. Because there would be different kinds of symptoms, some of which I talked about, which will come into the organization's existence and therefore organizations, owners, entrepreneurs, senior managers will need to find methods and methods for diagnosing the, this problem because which, which can be actually at a very unconscious or subconscious level and then design systems and processes which will take care of this matter. Thank you, sir, for coming and giving such an informative uh, webinar to everybody. And I would like to thank all the participants who've been able to come and hear sir, and we get you more webinars uh, soon. Thank, thank you. you, thank you.